Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. So we are on Perek Yud, Mishnah Tet, last Mishnah of the Perek, Masechet Yevamot. Ben Tesha Shanim Beyom Echad, Shebal Yevimto. If a man died childless, uh, and his brother, who happened to be a boy who was nine years old and one day, he lived with the Yevama. Uh, now, after the boy became bar mitzvah, an adult, he married another woman, and then he died. The boy died without children. So now both widows are left to a third brother. If the boy didn't live with the first woman after he became an adult, the first wife, then the first woman performs halitza with the third brother, but she cannot be taken into yibum because she has um, a, a, a double yibum bond with him. So it has to be done with halitza. The second woman, meaning the wife that he married after he became an adult, that woman can perform halitza or be taken in yibum because she only has one yibum bond. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon argues, and he says, The third brother can perform yibum with whichever one of those wives, women that he wants. And then he does halitza with the other wife. All these laws that we taught in the previous Mishnayot and this one that apply to a nine-year-old boy in one, and one day um, is no difference between him, who has the status of a child, and a 20-year-old um, male that doesn't have two pubic hairs. He also has the status of a child, okay? He's not considered an adult, so the laws... Are uh, are the same with regards to uh, with regards to both. How do you know the I guess there was a way to tell uh, the way he. I don't know. Maybe he said uh, a kid voice. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, what was it? What did he mean by double yibum? A double yibum bond is when there was. Well, the note here explains it. He says that the. The cohabitation with the boy before he became an adult is treated like the ma'amar, and that was like a that's one yibum bond because it's like partially his wife. Um, then when the boy dies, the first woman has two yibum bonds to the third brother, one from the first brother that died, okay, and then one from the boy who cohabited with her. So there's a double yibum bond to the third to the third guy. So there's uh, that's why we we would have to, not knowing which one. I guess they, that's why the Mishnah says. You perform halitza uh, in that in that case. Okay. Perakud Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Nosin al ha'anusa ve'al ha'mefute, A person is allowed to marry the relatives of a woman who was violated or seduced by him. That's called the anus or the anusa or the mefuta. Um, he's only forbidden to the relative of his wife, but not to the relatives of a girl who was not his wife, even if he seduced her or violated her. However, one who violates or seduces the relatives of uh, a woman he married, he's still liable to, to uh, a punishment of that erva prohibition uh, that the Torah describes. 
A man is allowed to marry a woman who was violated by his father or was seduced by his father. Meaning, she's not an erva to him because just because the, the father lived with this woman, it was through violation and seduction. It's not he's this girl's not considered his father's wife. Anusat beno umfutat beno. Similarly, a woman who was violated by his son or was seduced by uh, uh, by son, by the man. Okay, he can marry this woman. So a man can marry a woman who was seduced by his son. Rabbi Yehuda osed ba anusat aviv umfutat aviv. Rabbi Yehuda, however, forbids. The case with, uh, of a man marrying a woman who was violated by her father or, uh, um, or seduced by his, uh, by his father. Let's do one more Mishnah. If you have a female convert and her sons converted to Judaism with her, and one of the sons, uh, the, one of the sons married and died without children, the remaining sons cannot perform halitza or yibum with the widow. This widow is free to marry because the sons were born to non-Jewish parents and only afterwards converted. They're not considered legally brothers, halachically. They're biological brothers, but not legal brothers going to halacha. And therefore, yibum and halitza don't apply to them. The same law applies even if the first son's conception was not in sanctity, meaning when, when he was conceived, the parents were not uh, converted, but his birth was in sanctity. Uh, I mean, they, they, they performed conversion after the conception, that the law still applies. And the second son's conception and birth were in sanctity. So meaning, even though the second son was legit, Jewish uh, completely from conception and birth, he still cannot... Um, uh, perform yibum or halitza. The same is a, the same law applies to a non-Jewish slave woman whose sons were freed uh, by uh, with her uh, by the by the Jewish owner master. So one of the sons there died uh, without children uh, because they are also not considered legally brothers according to halacha. So yibum and halitza are not. Uh, required over there, and the widow is free to marry whoever she wants. All right.